When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. On today's episode of Sports Yak, on this day in 1984. Yes. And you and I have an appreciation for... uh, Here come the 84 Cubs out of the field. Lead them out there, Ryan Sandberg. What a summer at Wrigley. Beat the ever-living out of the New York Mets. Ooh, this is a long intro, too, man. You can hit that post. Oh, baby. You got to give Keith Moreland time to run out to the outfield. That's why. Our good uh, mutual friend Tommy Lee brought this to my attention this morning. And so he's asking for your favorite song from that record. I simply said, Side One. <laughs> <laughs> side One. Yeah. To me, Jump is the album. Yeah. You're right. I can remember my mom going, now what's this on the cover of this cassette? It's a little angel boy. And he, is he smoking a cigarette? <laughs> yes, he is. Yes, he is, Mom. Are you, are you sure you should be listening to this? I am positive. I, I know no. what I should be listening to on this day. <laughs> Previously on Sports Yak. Clemson, Alabama. Actually, I just don't care. My, <laughs> my team lost a couple weekends ago, so I've, I've checked out. But um, I kind of hope Clemson wins. The Tigers reclaim their crown by crushing Alabama. From South Bend, Indiana, you know where that's at. I don't. Where do you live? It's Sports Yak with Corey Mann and Chuck Freeby. I'm the booth announcer, and you shall listen to me. I'm Jim Short. Sports Yak is brought to you by Big and Tall Outlet. Featuring big and tall men's clothing from many of the leading big men's websites for 50% off the suggested retail price. On Napanee Street in Elkhart or online at BigAndTallOutlet.com. Because big guys gotta look good too. Sports Yak! An inspiration to those who are not inspired by anything. Here's two guys that we can do without, really. It's Sports Yak with Corey, you know, and that freebie boy. 
Before we jump into Sports Yak, let's go back 20 years. 20 years on Elvis's birthday and a young Chuck Freebie on Channel 16 giving us a round ball roundup. There's no doubt that Chuck Freebie was up and running with tonight's round ball roundup. Suspicious minds think that Elvis still lives. And if he did, I'm sure he would have trekked those 400 pounds and blue suede shoes to Clay High School tonight. Joe Huffenthal's Colonials hope to keep their perfect league mark against Penn. But Brian Kane says, return to sender on this shot. Clay was not phased. They go to Ian Nelson, and the hunk a hunk of burning love goes inside. Then the defense gets Penn caught in a trap. They can't get out. And Mike Miller loves this too much, baby. Clay up by 10. But don't be cruel, Penn fans. Keith Strelecki comes back with a bucket and the bump, and Andrew Laird leads the way with 14 as Penn rallies from 10 down to win by 10, 70 to 60. And welcome to episode number 47 of the Sports Yak. Hi, my name is Corey. Along with me, co-host Chuck Freebie. Good to have you back, my friend. And it's good to be back. My daughter uh, texted me. She said she listened to the previous episode. She was, quote-unquote, entertained. Well, good. And I said, well, good. Thanks. Appreciate that. We like to entertain people. We like to infotain them. Yeah. Oh, I like that. I like that a lot. We've got actually a lot to cover. Where Where would you like to start? Oh, golly. Let's start with the Tyler Trent funeral yesterday. We didn't really talk about this much in sports this morning, and shame on me for not doing that. But I'm not sure that you could really do it justice in a two-minute sportscast. This is a young man, Tyler Trent, as you should know by now because he was all over the news, that uh, was a superb Purdue fan and a 20-year-old student at Purdue who succumbed to cancer. And during his last few months of life, uh, inspired the Purdue team to the upset win over Ohio State. And after that, made numerous appearances, wrote columns for the Indianapolis Star. He was on ESPN quite a bit. And just had an incredibly strong faith in God and incredible grace about him as he faced death. And yesterday at his funeral, that's really what came across to people who went. Um, I thought Greg Doyle from the Indianapolis Star had a great line in one of his eulogies. He said, uh, somehow this homeschooled kid from Carmel became a Beatle. I mean, he just, he was omnipresent and everywhere and beloved by all, and much like the Beatles were back in the 60s. And then David Blount, first of all, the entire Purdue football team went because he was one of their honorary captains. And David Blau, the quarterback, had really struck up a very close friendship with Tyler, and he had some great stuff to say yesterday. My name is David Blau, a member of the Purdue University football team. What made the time I got to spend as an adopted member of the Trent family special was the conversations that were had, the relationships that were deepened, and the memories that we shared. Now, I think that If Tyler and I had the opportunity to discuss what I was planning on sharing this evening, the conversation would be simple. He would want it to revolve around the five-letter word, the five-letter name that has stood the test of time. He'd want tonight to be all about Jesus. He was able to see the circumstances in front of him as an opportunity to serve others. And if that's not Christ-like, I don't know what is. 
And I'll tell you, I, I have to be honest, as I talk about this, you could probably hear the emotion starting to creep up in my voice. And I never met the dude. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's like this shouldn't be getting to me the way it does. But just the incredible faith that this young man had um, should be an inspiration to anybody who ha- who thinks that they have a modicum of faith. Yeah, we're talking about a young 20, 20-year-old 20 guy who lost his life to this this cancer. And I guarantee you that family is not going to stop fighting to figure out how they can be a part of the cure for that. And so that doesn't happen to another young man, young woman, old man, old woman, whomever. Um, you know, uh, if I could use that as a springboard to another conversation, we locally here in our area had uh, a number of children killed in a, in a bus accident. They had gotten off the bus and a car had come around and hit them down in, was it Fulton County? Yes. The parents are introducing new legislation because I guarantee you they didn't know anything about that previous to that accident. Of course not. And now they've become these advocates of, and it's some pretty powerful legislation to the point where I think at the beginning of the week, and you weren't here on Monday, they counted 402 traffic violations in the, South Bend. In South Bend of the bar on the bus. Yeah. And that's, um, and you know, my son still rides the bus. That's a scary situation. And a great reminder of like, hey, when the bus comes around, man, just be aware of your surroundings. Pay attention. Uh, I can't say that enough. So, yeah, so well, there's that. And I, and I think any situation that gets your family involved, uh, let's face it, you know, we are now huge advocates of the Be the Match program. Yes, you are. I would have known nothing about that had you not become that. Right. And it all stems from the battle that my daughter Mary had with her PNH and the fact that she needed a bone marrow donor and thankfully found one and is healthy now because of that. And we want other people to be able to get through their experiences too when they have blood diseases. And so that's why we are huge advocates to go out be part of a bone marrow drive, join the Be the Match program. Doesn't necessarily mean you're ever going to be tapped on the shoulder and said, hey, we need you. But if somebody does need you and you're a match, then you can go save a life. I can't begin to tell you how much you and your family are an influence on me because last night not only did I have Italian food, but I looked up where Florence, Italy is. Oh, really? In your honor. Because <laughs> I'll never go there anytime soon. So I was like, where's Jeannie Freebie actually at? Yeah, I have a daughter that uh, is spending a semester over in Florence, Italy. Uh, she had quite the odyssey to get there, but she is there. And today's her first full day in Italy. So hopefully bon voyage, bon voyage to Jeannie Freebie. Do you study abroad at all? Do you ever go anywhere? I Got to go to London for London and Scotland for a couple of weeks with a uh, junior rotary group, but I didn't study there. It was just kind of like an exchange program, learning about their culture and things like that. Okay. Dabo, there are a few coaches in any sport who show more joy than you do. How do you describe the joy of the moment? Well, that's, that's been my word all year, and, and I, I just tried to have been. In, I've tried to be intentional with that, and. Uh, for me personally, joy comes from focusing on Jesus, others, and yourself. And, uh, man, I mean, you know, very few people, there's so many great coaches that that are so deserving of a moment like this that never get the chance to experience it. And um, to get to do it once and now to get to do it again, 
you know, I'm just, it's just, a, it's a blessing. And, I, and I, it's just simply the grace of the good Lord to allow us to experience something like this. And I'm so happy for our team, our fans, our administration, our former players that love the ball. And, uh, and you know, there ain't never been a 15-0 team. And I know we're not supposed to be here. We're just little old Clemson. And I'm not supposed to be here, but we are, and I am. And I, how about them Tigers, man? I'm so proud of our guys, these seniors. We beat Notre Dame and Alabama. We left no doubt. And we walk off this field tonight as the first 15-0 team in college football history. All the credit, all the glory goes to the good Lord, number one. And number two, to these young people. When you get a young group of people that believe, are passionate, they love each other, they sacrifice, they're committed to to, to a singleness of purpose, you better look out, great things can happen, and that's what you saw tonight. Hey, listen, I hope that you get a little, a little hope from us and a little inspiration that, hey, if we can do it, anybody can do it. And that's, that's I mean that. Listen, if a guy like me, I said this two years ago, I, I, I mean, you can't write a Hollywood script like this. Only God can do this, and that's a fact. And, and people may think I'm crazy or quacky or whatever, but only God can orchestrate this. You can't, no Hollywood producer can write it, but I'm just telling you, if I can do it, if these Clemson Tigers can do it, hey, anybody can do it if you have a belief in yourself and what you're doing and you surround yourself with a bunch of great young people that are passionate about winning. And tonight, we conquered a mountain that ain't ever been conquered. The flag's on the top. And, uh, man, I just, I can't wait to celebrate. I can't wait. Should we talk national championship? I feel like that's the next thing we that should probably. That was probably what most people expected when they <laughs> tuned in today. Let's put it that way. Boy, what a butt whooping that the Clemson Tigers put on Alabama Monday night, 44-16, the worst loss that Nick Saban has experienced at Alabama. couple of things that kind of stem out of this game. Number one, an appreciation for how good trevor lawrence is at quarterback a he's freshman. only a freshman and i'll tell you right now Corey, i heard multiple people say if he were eligible for the nfl draft today he would be the number one pick wow because he is just that good in the pocket here's a stat for you in any game that trevor lawrence started and finished this year for clemson because apparently he got injured in a game during the season but in any game that he started and finished Clemson did not win by less than 20. And this is a kid that comes in fourth game of the year. Fourth game of the year. Because He's the backup when the year starts because Kelly Bryant is the returning starter of a team that went to the Final Four last year. 55 wins for this senior class. I uh, I tell you what, every time that coach opens his mouth, I lean in. There's something about him. I've tried to tell you about the genuineness <laughs> of Dabo Swinney, and he's got an amazing story all of himself. The fact that he was basically homeless as a youth, got into Alabama, uh, played there as a walk-on, and then uh, wound up getting going out of coaching for a couple of years, coming back into it, sitting there as the wide receivers coach at Clemson in a meeting, and all of a sudden Terry Don Bryant, the athletic director, comes down says we fired Tommy Bowden today and Dabo you're the new interim coach and 10 years ago he makes that decision which would have been very controversial with the Clemson faithful it ain't controversial anymore no 
He is one of two active coaches with multiple national championships, and he beat the guy that's the other one. And he also has the 15-0 and title. 15-0. and say that now. First time a team has gone 15-0 and in the modern era. Now, I understand that the 1897 Penn Quakers went 15-0. and And let me tell you, Clemson wants no part of the Penn Quakers. <laughs> Brother. I called Clemson to win only because uh, seeing them play against Notre Dame, I was like, wow, and I'm not an Alabama fan. So I, I went to bed, and I just, actually I, my college football was done when Notre Dame lost, but I woke up and I was like, you know, good for them, good for them. I think much of the nation was rooting for Clemson in that game just yeah. because Alabama has been the dynasty. And, and let's face it, they have earned that. They've won five titles in the last ten years. Let's move on to what do you want to do? What do you want to do? What do you feel? Well, I just you you mentioned that your college football season was done when Notre Dame ended. Yes. Does what Clemson did to Alabama make you feel any better about how the Notre Dame Clemson game went on December 29th? I did see some tweets that had some math in it. Of course, you know I got confused right then and there. Yeah. But Scoring only 30 points as opposed to scoring 44, there is a difference, right? There is. Um, I I think I feel like Notre Dame isn't as bad as I thought they were in my head mm-hmm. because of that game. Um, but at the same time, I'm also watching certain players, you know, run to the NFL or, or stick around. Um, okay, well, Julian Love has left. Mm-hmm. And Alizé Mack has left. Khalid Kareem has said he is staying. As you take a look at Notre Dame, though, I I was intrigued by what Tim Brown said about Notre Dame over the weekend. He said they need another guy like Rocket Ismail. They need a speed burner, and we've been saying this here on the Yak now for weeks. That's the difference. One of the big differences between teams like Alabama and Clemson and Notre Dame. Notre Dame had no breakaway threat at receiver this year. So until they get one of those, I don't see them being a legitimate championship contender. Boy, there was a little speedster for the Bears last Sunday. Who am I thinking of? My goodness. Yeah. Once that guy got the ball. On the kickoff return. Yeah. We need one of of those guys. By the way, I mentioned Rocket Ismail. He was inducted into the College Football Hall of Fame, or not inducted, elected to the College Football Hall of Fame on Monday, along with uh, such notables as Lorenzo White from Michigan State, Troy Palomalu from USC, Joe Thomas, uh, offensive lineman for Wisconsin, who went on to a great career in Cleveland, as though anybody can have a great career in Cleveland. But Rocket Ismail, one of the most electrifying football players I've ever seen at the collegiate level. And one of the greatest autographs you'll see on paper. Oh, yeah. He signed one of my Notre Dame books, and I remember it being, wow, that's quite the fancy schmancy. And a guy who talks about as fast as he runs. Yeah. And I believe uh, there was a picture tweeted of uh, Sean Styers and I with Rocket. He had come to the studio. I thought uh, there was some faith talk back then. I I can't remember. Uh, I, I thought there was a little bit of that. I mean, he Seemed well-grounded at the time. This was, yeah, late 90s, Well, he really credits his parents with his upbringing and still credits them today. But 
my goodness, Corey, when he played, you know, one of the stories I remember about him was Beth Holtz didn't go to practice a whole lot when Lou was coaching. But she usually liked to go to the first practice of the year just to kind of see the new boys. Okay. And Rocket's first practice in 87, Lou comes home and Beth says to him, who's number 25? And he goes, well, that's that's Regib Bismayel. He, he goes by the name of Rocket. She goes, you better play him. <laughs> was that during your schooling? Uh, no, that was after. That okay. was when I was first starting at WNDU. Okay. And, of course, n- nobody will ever forget the uh, the returns that he had against Michigan, the two touchdown returns that he had against Michigan. Back-to-back, back, right? In the same game. He, he's He's one of two people in the history of college football who have two kickoff returns for touchdown in the same game. And Michigan will kick off the Notre Dame. The Irish had won the toss and elected to defer, and now they start from the 12. Ismail up the middle. He is gone, unless there's a flag behind him. No flags, touchdown. 25 is going to take it right up the middle. His blockers give him some room, and there's speed to burn right here. The kicker's going to make a poor effort. Ismail runs a 4-2-8, we are told. The 12-12-58 to play, and Ghulam Khan will kick it off. You just got to stop this guy now. That's right. From the 9, here he comes. Rocket to the 30. Here he goes. Goodbye. Touchdown, Notre Dame. No flag. Sports Yak is brought to you by Big and Tall Outlet Ian Elkhart. Big and Tall Outlet features big and tall men's clothing from many of the leading big men's catalogs for 50% off manufacturer's suggested retail price. That's Big and Tall Outlet on Napanee Street in Elkhart and at BigandTallOutlet.com. Follow them on Facebook and Twitter as well, because big guys got to look good too. Good morning from Big and Tall Outlet. My name is Derek. Um, I'll be your host today. No, I'm not wearing one of those crazy filters that the kids do nowadays for the Instagram and whatnot, although the lighting in here does look a little bit weird. I, what this is called is a beard head. This is something that we carry here at the store. It's a knit hat with an attached beard. They Velcro or button inside here. In as much as these look awesome, these also... Um, they get a lot of attention. Um, I've worn them to a few sporting events and gotten a lot of comments. I wear them sledding with my kids. Just wanted to remind you guys, the beard heads, mention this ad, 20 bucks. Um, it's a pretty good deal. Um, keep your face warm while you're out outside this winter. Uh, I know eventually it's going to get cold, and uh, you'll be happy that you have that. It's a nice, a nice piece to keep your face um, and your head warm. If you ever have any questions about what jeans we may have in your size, you can always give us a call. Our number is 574-293-0111. Give us a shout if you have any questions. Sports Yak! Sports Yak. Part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. Find more of your favorite podcasts at Spreaker.com slash Studio DNA. Follow the Yak on Twitter at Sports Yak with two Ks. The second K is silent talk basketball let's talk some high school basketball i was in a great atmosphere last night over at marion high school of course it's always a great atmosphere when you have the holy war on the hardwood and that's what it was last night marion is ranked number one in the state of indiana in class 3a they were in a tussle with st joe for the first half a 2020 ball game and then rob Berger made some adjustments at halftime and ratcheted up the defensive pressure and his team exploded for a 60-41 to win. 23 points for 
Jaden Ivey, the son of Notre Dame women's basketball coach Neil Ivey. Mike Bray was in the house because he's recruiting Ivey heavily. And uh, Jaden had about four dunks in that game. To be honest, Jaden's jumper was not on last night. His shot was not on, but he found ways to score, as scorers will do. Uh, Marion got a huge game out of Coley Quinn, their redheaded 6'4 center forward. He's not only a good rebounder and a physical presence inside, he's a terrific passer, and he's got a good vision of the floor and did a good job distributing the ball to, to open people. You'll see them on Friday night? Friday night, they take on Riley. Should be a great game. Riley's got a nice little point guard by the name of Jalen Jennings, who's uh, just lightning bug quick, and they've got a young man by the name of Gabe Johnson who's going to Bethel next year who can jump out of the gym. So that should be a good matchup, Marion and Riley, Friday night on 46. Also on the high school scene last night, Washington goes over to Elkhart and knocks off number 7 Elkhart Memorial 64-61. Ryan Varga has kind of a young team at Washington they're very junior dominated so they've been up and down a little bit this year probably lost some games they shouldn't maybe won some games they shouldn't but they're a, they're a fun watch and then on the girls side last night let's go back to the Marion gym again packed house for Marion St. Joe which is unusual for girls basketball to be honest and um, Marion found itself down 13 points and, and I'm sitting there watching them for the first three quarters, and it's the first I'd seen them all year. And I thought, how in the world is this team ranked number three in the state? And then they come chiseling back behind this number 22. Her name is Mackenzie Hudgen. She celebrated her 16th birthday yesterday hmm. with 24 points, including the last, I think, nine points of the game. She had 12 of Marion's 16 points in the fourth quarter and almost single-handedly brings them back to beat St. Joe 49-45. It's the first time since, I want to say, 2012, 2013 maybe, that Marion's girls have beaten St. Joe. In fact, I think they've only beaten them three times ever. So that was a big win for Steve Scott's program. This is huge. This is our first win in a long time. This is huge for the seniors because it's their last chance to play it against them, and they haven't won once yet. This is a huge win for us as a team. Bold strategy giving them a 13-point lead. Why was this team able to come back? We worked as a team. We were In the beginning, we were kind of selfish and taking plays that we shouldn't have taken. And now, when we came back into halftime, we figured ourselves out. We put our mindsets back in the game. We worked as a team. I listened to the Purdue game on the way home last night. I've got to agree with Larry Clisby. I'm not a fan of a 9 o'clock basketball game. Oh, no. I don't understand it at all. And apparently no one else is with who he's talked to. Well... Wonder when those guys got back to West Lafayette, Ugh. even with a charter flight, and then you got to turn around and go to class today. Yeah. I mean, if we're going to say that these guys are going to be student athletes, how can we make decisions like this? And I know why the decisions are made. The decisions are made based on the money that television is putting out there. Yeah. I get it, but come on, man. If yeah. Too bad they couldn't play the game at 7 o'clock and then show it at 9 after whatever. But we are an immediate society. we got to yeah. know what's happening in real oh, time. We're not gonna, yeah, we're not going to tape delay games anymore. That yeah. might have been fine for the NBA Finals back in the 70s and 80s, but it ain't happening now. 9 o'clock. He, he, made, he made some reference like, how far away are we from midnight games because of West Coast stuff? And uh, no, I'll never watch well, that. Well, West Coast, fine. Yeah. They can have the late game. 
Purdue last night losing to Michigan State? They lost big, 77-59. First of all, Michigan State, really, really good. Mm -hmm. They're ranked number six in the country. Purdue is on the struggle bus, especially when they go on the road. They are such a different team at Mackey Arena as opposed to on the road. It's not even funny. Basketball Jones! I got a basketball Jones! got a basketball Jones, oh baby, Now, you were at a pretty good college basketball game last night, albeit at a different level. NAIA Division II, Bethel taking on number 13 Marion last night over at the White Camp Center. Yeah, big upset. Uh, Bethel wins. They had a decent lead in the first half, kind of squandered a little bit. Uh, Ryan Lutz is having some serious knee issues as his younger brother, who's currently playing at Penn, uh, was watching. He had 35 points the other night against Valpo. Drew Lutz, yes. Yeah. And so uh, he'll be playing next year, and uh, a reliable source tells me he'll be coming off that uh, bench really quick because uh, Ryan loses five seniors here uh, pretty soon. Ryan Lightfoot. Yes. and uh, But, yeah, they won 66-62. Yes. Yeah. 27 points for Paul Foreman. You were telling me off mic this morning on Pulse FM about some of the wonderful stories that are part of this Bethel team. Yeah. uh, Robbie. Ryan's older brother was sitting next to me last night. Who listens to this podcast, by the way. He does, either while mowing or relaxing at night. I don't think he's mowing today. You don't know. The weather's been interesting. Uh, He would point out a player, and he goes, Paul Foreman, homeschool kid. And just thinking, wow, homeschool kid playing college basketball. Awesome. Then he talked about uh, Trayvon. Yes. Uh, I can't think of his last name off the top of my Cruz? head. Cruz? Trayvon Cruz? Yes, that sounds right. Cousin of uh, Covington? Yes. I, I think I'm getting that right. Mm-hmm. Who would come and watch his cousin play. And he, I think, dropped out of a junior college, but got his act together. And uh, they, they saw, the coaching staff saw something in him. And he has been, like, multiple times player of the week in their conference. Uh, another young man, I wish the name, uh, another young man who uh, dropped out of Bethel, flunked out, went back down to Indianapolis where he's from, caught up with the team uh, during a Marion-Bethel game and just said, hey, I got my act back together. I'd, I would love the opportunity to play again. And they said, yeah, open arms. So he's one of these knows his role player comes in depending on what the game plan is. And he played quite a bit last night. Uh, Yeah, decent game. Decent game. Well, it's great to hear those kind of stories, those kind of redemption stories that are out there. That's also, for folks who haven't gone to a Bethel game or a Grace game, Goshen College, that's a pretty good conference. You know, the Crossroads League, year in and year out, has teams battling for the NAIA title. And I've always said there's not that huge a difference between that level of basketball and Division One basketball. Some of it is the commitment that players are willing to make mm-hmm. because it's much stronger at the NCAA Division One level. Uh, but in terms of, of raw ability, I mean, Marion had a kid last night that was a former D1 player yeah. that had come down to play Seven at that level. Seven-foot-one, big guy. But he, it's not like he came down and just absolutely dominated. No. And then Indiana Wesleyan has a kid named Kyle Mangus out of Warsaw who's a really good player who probably could have played at like a MAC level and done just fine, but is doing 
awesome at the level he's at and just wanted the Christian education and staying close to home, which is why he chose Indiana Wesley. Now, I'm guessing if somebody tells me a behind-the-scenes story, but they don't preface it by saying, you shouldn't talk about this on the yak, I could probably talk about it, right? Sure. Recruiting. Marion has been winning over possible Bethel recruits because they're offering a six-year deal, a four-year scholarship, and if you play, we'll pick up the two-year MBA uh, degree as well which has been very appealing to certain players. Absolutely. Bethel can't do that. So mm-hmm. I heard a little bit about that last night, which I, I found interesting. Uh, and I completely got – it was very much the Derrick Rose uh, – Jalen Rose. Jalen Rose situation last night where I thought Marion was in Marion as opposed to Indianapolis. Right. Marion with an O, Marion with an A. Yes. I I'm, can understand that. Confusion. I got a little confused. And then we talked about Marion High School on this show. So a lot of Sport Jacks supporters out there are very confused right now, but hopefully not. <laughs> it can get all cleared up. It can get all cleared up. NFL teams are starting to fill coaching jobs, and I, I found the most two recent hires to be intriguing, if not head-shaking. Give it to me. So Bruce Arians, a uh, year or so ago, retired from Arizona and was in the broadcast booth. He wasn't very good in the broadcast booth, but that's okay. A lot of us aren't. Um, And decided he was going to go and take the Tampa Bay Buccaneers job. And so he gets a four-year deal with the Bucs. Why Tampa Bay had decided to go get Bruce Arians for four years. Now, he's a good offensive mind, and maybe they think he'll fix Jameis Winston. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm not sure he will, and I think that team has a load of problems. I'm sure they probably tossed out a lot of money at Bruce Arians, and that's probably why he took the job. That one makes me scratch my head far less than the Arizona Cardinals going to get Cliff Kingsbury. Cliff Kingsbury got fired at Texas Tech because he couldn't win games in the Big 12. Then USC and went out and got him as an offensive coordinator because the one thing Cliff Kingsbury can do is coach teams to score. Okay, His Texas Tech teams usually lost games like 61-56 to 56 because Cliff Kingsbury could care less about defense. He's just going to try to outscore you. Okay, So that's fine if you're the offensive coordinator. So the Arizona Cardinals apparently thought, hey, we don't need any stinking defense. Let's just go get some... Well, why wouldn't you hire Cliff Kingsbury as your offensive coordinator? Why would you hire him as your head coach when he just got fired by, at best, a mid-level Big 12 team? Which is why the Arizona Cardinals will always be the Arizona Cardinals, which means no stinking good. Okay, They had one really good year where they had Carson Palmer and Larry Fitzgerald creating some kind of magic, and they got to the Super Bowl one year. But... If you look at the history of the Arizona Cardinals, it's much like the history of IU football, and that's not good. Uh, Speaking of broadcast booth, Mm -hmm. I do have my opinion, but your thoughts on Tony Romo behind the microphone? Raw, uh, I think there's an energy there that I like. He actually sounds like he's enthused about being at the game that he's at. 
mm-hmm. maybe a little too enthused sometimes. I think where he really started out strongly was his ability because he had just jumped from the field to the booth. And as a quarterback, you look at a game a certain way. His ability to look at formations both offensively and defensively and say, this is what they're going to do right here, and then seeing that play out. I think that's great. Uh, I can see where he might wear on some people. Yeah. And I get that impression just from the way you're looking at me and the way you brought it up. Well, I've licked my wounds from last Sunday. Uh, but I just, yeah, it's style. I guess I'm used to a certain kind of style. And, you know, does he have a Super Bowl ring? No. No, he played for the Cowboys. So there's a little bit of that, you know. Yeah. Uh, you know, earning earning the right to be there. Troy Aikman, I don't mind. Joe Buck, I do mind. Tony Romo, I was like, eh. Well, let's, but I, let's, I, I, I understand what you mean by since, raw. Since you brought this up, mm-hmm. who do you like? Who don't you like? You just mentioned, okay, we've got Aikman, like, Buck, dislike. I, I'm just going to throw out some names at you. Okay. And you give me like or dislike. Okay. Al Michaels. Like. Chris Collinsworth. Don't like. I agree with you on that, by the way. Uh, let's see. Let's go through some others that uh, get quite a bit of playing time. Mike Tarico, Like. Doug Flutie. Don't like. Um, let's go with uh, Howie Long. More of a studio show guy than yeah. a booth. Um, t- uh, sometimes I like him, sometimes I don't. I liked watching his boys play against each other this past Sunday. I, mm-hmm. you know, but, but he wasn't announcing the game. Right. I think he tries to be the straight guy in that lineup. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, let's go back into Boots. Chris Fowler. Did he call Monday night's game? Mm-hmm. Like? Dick Vitale. Done. It w- he should have been done 10 years ago. Don Fisher. I like him a lot. Larry Clisby. I like him. I think he's off a step, but we know why. Yeah. But I thought last night's game was pretty decent. And the thing I like about Clisby, and and I think I mentioned this to you over the weekend, I was listening to the Notre Dame-Syracuse game, and I couldn't get it on the Notre Dame channel on TuneIn, but I could get it on the Syracuse channel. Yes. And in listening to the Syracuse announcers, you wouldn't necessarily know that they were the Syracuse announcers because occasionally, if a Syracuse player messed up, they had no problems lighting him up. Yeah. How's that How's that three-pointer ever going to go in on a line drive? Boy, that was a hideous effort right there. I, I mean... I enjoy calling it down the line as, a, yes. as opposed to being pro this person or pro you know there's nothing wrong with being objective in a broadcast no i i like that about the cliz because there's no question larry clisby wants purdue to win Mm -hmm. but he also will tell you when they're not getting the job done yeah yeah i think ladies and gentlemen we are experiencing technical difficulties please stand by We will return to our regularly scheduled program momentarily. Please stay tuned. Number one versus number two. 
Should be a great matchup. Jeff Walls has a, a very solid team at Louisville, but I would think that Notre Dame playing at home. And, and to me, this is the thing. As you look at Notre Dame women's basketball tomorrow in this game, okay, they had a one-versus-two matchup earlier in the year, and they spit the bit against UConn. Yes. And they'll readily admit that. How rare is it that you get another chance at that on your home floor against a different team? Okay, now it's one versus two again. You're number one. Show me your number one. Okay, come out there with the chip on your shoulder and show me that you deserve that ranking. Yeah. Because Louisville's coming in here, I believe, undefeated. All right, so Notre Dame, you've lost once. You lost to UConn. Show me that you deserve that ranking. The coaches don't get along. The players don't get along. I mean, it is a budding rivalry. Okay. And Louisville would be a perfect match for the Southeast. Louisville wants to be in the SEC so bad because they see the SEC as this superior conference. Mm -hmm. And they, they desperately want in, and Kentucky doesn't want them in there. So... There, there's all that going on behind the scenes as well. And more than likely, it's going to be a hard ticket to get or you're going to spend a lot of money to get it, but you can hear it on one place. Pulse FM. Well, actually, you can hear it three places, 92.1, 96.9, and 103.1. Oh, man, we got the dial covered tomorrow night, don't we? Exactly. Nice. The guys, you know, they lost the, the last game. Uh, Fluger announced right after the game is done, uh, Coach Bray announced he'll be coming back next year. That's great. They Whole need a team's leader. back next year. Yeah. And they'll be better next year. I but, didn't know Carmody was out for the season. I didn't see that injury happen, but yeah, he's so, done. So what you have to do is you have to look at this season almost like an exhibition season of getting ready for next year. Okay. I'll tell you this about Saturday, though. When they play Boston College, they better be ready and win that game. Because the five games coming up after Boston College are really, really ugly for the irish things like a trip to north carolina north carolina state coming in i think they're ranked number 15 you go to georgia tech where the irish never play well even when they've had good teams they've never played well down there and then you have that little saturday monday turnaround with virginia and duke those are the five after boston college so guess what irish basketball faithful you better get a win on Saturday or you're looking right in the teeth of an eight-game losing streak. You brought up a topic today on Pulse FM that I think the maniacs would appreciate. Okay. And that is TV theme songs. And you had each of us make out our top five, and then we had listeners, because we actually have listeners on that show. Chime in. Uh, they chimed in with ideas. And I have my top five written down here, and I've yet to be influenced in my top five from changing it. Okay. Do you remember your top five from this morning? Yes. MASH, Young and the Restless, Flintstones, Friends, Gilligan's Island. We only have one in common and that's gilligan's island and i felt i felt that i left out happy days yeah maybe big bang theory that's a that's a big show that's a big song it was never a hit song like some of these other ones actually would cross over to a radio market and you would play them Mm -hmm. 
Uh, but I think those are the two that I kind of went, ah. oh, Brady Bunch. Yes, somebody called in with yeah. that, and that was not bad. Yeah. Now, my top five, okay? You want to cool. see if I was paying attention? Go ahead. Hawaii Five-0. Yep. SWAT. Yes. Hill Street Blues. Yes, Mike Post. I mentioned Gilligan's Island. Was Gilligan's Island. You gave an honorable mention to the Andy Griffith Show. And to the Odd Couple. And to the Odd Couple. And the missing one of the five. Cheers. Cheers! Yeah. So you were paying attention. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's good. That's better than I could have done with yours. <laughs> um, At least he's honest. No, I'm... Hey, if, if the listeners to this show know anything... You're going to get tremendous honesty here. <laughs> it may not be tremendous insight. It may not be tremendous knowledge. But honesty, oh, yeah, you're going to get some of that. You're giving me a highlight reel to work on today, boy. Woo! What now, want, I'll, I'll give you another honorable mention in there. Okay. It's another Mike Post theme, Rockford Files. Yeah, I wouldn't put that on a list. I wouldn't put it top five. Mm-hmm. I might put it top 20. You know, and I know the lovely and talented Diane Freeby sent in a text that she thinks that we should do a TV theme on Pulse every morning. Eh, it might get a little old, but maybe it could be a weekly thing. Yeah, if you did one. And there's some that, man, as soon as you hear it, you know, it's it, it goes beyond even my list. I think it would be on everybody's list. And I think you and I agreed. It was uh, Gilligan's Island. Yeah. A guy got it this morning in one second. He's like, oh. Oh, yeah. It should be one of the easiest ones to get. But I think it's been a long time, a long time since there's been one in the 2000s that you could put in that list. Well, it's not not anything that anybody puts an emphasis on the other. You know, the other night at the Golden Globes, Carol Burnett talked about the change in the TV industry. Yeah. and, And the fact that the show that she did could not be done on television anymore because it's too darned expensive. Yeah. Let's talk a little music while we're on the topic. Happy birthday today to Jimmy Page. Oh, okay. Guitarist of Led Zeppelin. One of those groups that everybody, buddy, wishes would get back together, but probably more than likely never, ever, ever will. This is my all-time favorite song from them, and I wish there's a behind the music and somebody would have filmed... Because back then it wasn't Pro Tools computerized. You know, we can fix this and fix that. It is live to tape. Mm -hmm. This has got to be. I would love to see this song performed live. Oh, yeah. That sounds like a train coming, you know? Listen to him go to work, Justin. That's the latest from Greta Van Fleet. <laughs> I'm kidding. Have you heard them? No, I haven't. Uh, my wife has been telling me about Greta Van Fleet. She's a fan. Can I give you a little bit of Greta Van Fleet? Similar. Similar. I think he's it almost, 20. It, well, he almost sounds more like heart than... Uh, I'll give you that than Led Zeppelin. And you know what? Just because it's January 9th, 
on this day in 1984. Yes. And you and I have an appreciation for... uh, Here come the 84 Cubs out of the field. Lead them out there, Ryan Sandberg. What a summer at Wrigley. Beat the ever-living out of the New York Mets. Ooh, this is a long intro, too, man. You can hit that post. Oh, baby. You got to give Keith Moreland time to run out to the outfield. That's why. Our good uh, mutual friend Tommy Lee brought this to my attention this morning. And so he's asking for your favorite song from that record. I simply said, Side One. <laughs> side One. Yeah. To me, Jump is the album. Yeah. You're right. I can remember my mom going, now what's this on the cover of this cassette? It's a little angel boy. And he, is he smoking a cigarette? <laughs> yes, he is. Yes, he is, Mom. Are you, are you sure you should be listening to this? I am positive. I, I know no. what I should be listening to on this set. <laughs> uh, oh, there we go. Boy, that'll be on the treadmill today. We've gone into overtime, Chuck Freebie. Yes, we have. Have we covered everything? I believe we have. Hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Thank you to all the maniacs that do chime in. Listen, we appreciate you. Until next time, thanks for listening. The number one most downloaded sports podcast on the Studio DNA Podcast Network. It's the Sports Yak Podcast with Corey and Chuck. That's our show for today. Sports Jack is part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. Until next time, sports fans, this is Jimmy Shorts. That's good. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.